This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.com. FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Bradford, and thank you for joining us tonight. If you have not already gone onto YouTube to subscribe to our channel, please do so. Like, comment, and subscribe, and join the conversation with us tonight. You can do that by hashtagging ABTVArrow and give us all your questions, comments, and concerns, and we'll bring it on tonight. Woo! That was a rough patch. Where did the accents come from? I it have so confusing. no idea where the accent came that from. Oh, P.S. One last note before we start the show. So we're going to be doing trivia questions. That way you guys are tweeting us live. Hashtag again, ABTV Arrow. Randomly trivia questions. The first person to answer it right, I will shout you out live. Nice. Now, with that said, let's move on to these fantastic hosts that are joining me this evening. Starting with this guy right here. Hi. Hi. I'm Lex Michael. Yes, you are. I am. Okay. Super excited to be here. Moving along. And I'm Tori J. Miller. And I'm Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. And before we keep going, can you guys actually put out your Twitters right now in case people want to tweet twit at you? Yes. Well, I'm following the hashtag and Twitter's not behaving for me, so you'll have a better chance of being in the hashtag. But it's Kiaxet, K-I-A-X-E-T. 
Uh, and mine is Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. Had to think about it, didn't you? I yes. did. I always <laughs> forget did. my own name. <laughs> at the Lex Michael. The Lex Michael. <laughs> I'm at Kiss My Passport. And let's start the conversation. So, the first thing I want to talk about is the kicker for the episode The Dream. This, okay. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what? I mean, it was a big deal to me. It was such a small fraction of the show, but it was a big deal because I thought it was going to be Felicity's dream. And I didn't expect blood to come spooging out of <laughs> yeah, out of Oliver's mouth. Yeah, I was expecting a rough wake up call. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. I thought it would have been better had the blood started while they were kissing. Uh, it, it was gross. Maybe over the rating of the yeah. show a little bit. Anyway, that was my big highlight moment for the evening. I know that's so silly. Everything's downhill from there. <laughs> because that's how we started. Yes, it is. But we find, obviously... Okay, so we talked about this last episode. If you guys did not join us for our last After Buzz... Then why didn't you? Okay. <laughs> but outside of that, we may mention, or maybe it was me had made mention of the fact that I don't think Tatsu and Maseo... Sarab. ...are together anymore. <laughs> and they really aren't. I knew it! I I don't know. It's just coming. It's just coming. I don't know. You know? Oh, my gosh. But either way, and obviously we're going to get into why that happened, but it's already led us to believe that, as you mentioned. I am, like, 95% certain that their kid is super dead. Super dead? He's not just dead. He's gone. He's not just dead. He is super dead. He is an ex-child. He has shuffled off this mortal coil. He has ceased to exist. But see, here's the thing is, as I'm curious, and I'm sure Arrow being Arrow is going to explain how this all came about, especially with flashbacks and what have you, and obviously a big theme of what was given to us as far as Maseo. 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 That is my grandfather's name, and I can't say it. That's why I called him Grandpa. So, either way, that's a true story. Um, But who really calls a grandpa by the first name? Okay. Going back into the show, either way, the big thing for him is always family comes first, family comes first, I will do anything for my family. Obviously, whatever he did did not work in the absence of his son but why leave your wife why i know she had made mention it was either him or oliver her oliver about guilt she did she did fine line between guilt and the line between grief and guilt is very thin and it's entirely possible that if he does think that again this is predicated on their son being super dead as a result of something that happened if he blames himself, he may not have been able to stay with his wife without seeing his son, without noticing the gaping hole in their family structure where the son used to be. Grief changes people, so does guilt. Mixing them both and it resulting in the loss of a life is a very, very potent combination. Yeah, and we we have seen with Merlin that the, apparently the League of Assassins is a it's a refuge for people going through grieving periods. It's a bad life decision. That's what it is. It's a midlife crisis. It's a bad life decision. So let me ask the panel this. Why do you think Sarab, which I will never get used to that name, went back to to look for Oliver? It's my my he voice. Um, Why do you think he went back to look for Oliver? Because his excuse to the men was, oh, you know, I'm looking for the body. Razagul wanted to make sure it was there, burn it, do whatever, take care of it. What do you think inside of him made him decide? Side, okay, you know, I'm just going to save you. Well, last week we got the I owe you one moment, so it's entirely possible that that is the one, the one. that hasn't been paid off yet. 
Yeah. There's also a chance that it's one giant gambit where mm. Ra's al Ghul knew that Maceo would get him and then has sent him to set him free for some end game, maybe involving Merlin. Maybe. But how would he know that Oliver didn't die falling off the cliff? Because logically, most people would think when you fall that far and you have a sword stuck inside of you, you're probably not going to survive. Well, but if Maceo is truly on his side, he'd be like, well, I have a way of bringing him back to life. So we're going to make this, we're going to set this scene. And Why then, kill him in the first place? That's just a whole very lot of, complicated. Yeah, that's just because burning calories. you can't back down from a challenge. Right. There is that. Keep your position. Oh. Plus, one of the hallmarks of a Xanatos Gambit is that you've planned for things for which you could not possibly know the outcome. And Ra's al Ghul seems to be the master of the Xanatos Gambit, so hey, we'll see. Well, okay. Do I need to explain what a Xanatos Gambit is? I just love the, the use of the term Xanatos Gambit. <laughs> so, well, actually, what I wanted to go is into a lady question. Maybe right. it's a lady question. It could be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, what do we feel about, or how did how were you stricken when Tatsu had her moment, and she looked into Sarab's eyes and said, <laughs> I love you. And she kissed him, and he didn't even move. He didn't flinch. He just looked at her. It was colder inside than it was outside. Oh, yeah. Woof. What I liked about that, though, is immediately afterwards, he turns away, and he looked real confused. Yeah. <laughs> really confused. Hmm? I have emotions? Man, I haven't felt that in years. He was feeling something. Incorrect. Yeah. Yeah, it, that, that came out. Not that yours. came out wrong. <laughs> My head went way. South. There's about five jokes here that are not <laughs> air-appropriate, but everyone watching knows what they are, so imagine them. Filthy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, obviously, after that happened, there was a big attack, so it's explained, but you could have lip-locked her back. Jeez. It was rude. Nah. It was very rude. Was rude. He didn't want to give her hope. I mean, he he has essentially cut all ties, and he's dead set on going So back. that's when you back off before the lips touch yours. That's not when you just stand there with the lips <laughs> touching yours looking at her. Maybe that was the only way to make a point. If yeah. he had avoided it, it would have been, oh, you're avoiding me. You still feel something. That's pretty oh. much, nope, Ouch. done. Oh. Good night. All right. Well, speaking of good nights, let's just move on to Starling City and talk about how Laurel's been diving into the night, if you will. That's not as a the good canary. Night. Good night there are no though. good nights. Nobody in, in that City town right is having now. a good time. Man, what, 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 do you, what, what do we think about her fighting skills, people? I think she's not doing a very good job with that stick because she didn't train with it. She's just aimlessly whipping it around and hoping to hit something. Yeah. Is how I feel. I did martial arts for a very short amount of time but one of the few things that sensei beat into our heads was do not bring a weapon to a fight unless you are prepared to eat it I think that's, a, that's very smart. And she was very, yeah, Sensei Brian and Sensei Williamson. But they, such <laughs> Caucasian names, Sensei, right in front of that. Okay. This is Sensei. His name's Dave. <laughs> she was not prepared to eat that pole, and she ate it more than once tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, that just, you know. She that. is dirty. Like, who hired her? Oh, my goodness. Well, like, this is what I'm going to say. Yeah. I respect her game in this sense. What you're doing is stupid. It's reckless. However, I get that she is just trying to save the city and the people that she loves. And it takes a lot of balls to be that 
ignorant, if you will, because she knows that she, at least she willingly admitted and said, I know I'm not Sarah. I know I'm not as good as her, but A, people fear her, which, whatever. But B, someone's got to do something. Right. But this is also bad life decisions, the show. Okay. <laughs> so, That's we knew true. that that wasn't going to go very well. And I do like, especially the scene with her jumping down on the van and then losing her balance and falling over. That was like, great. Yes! Yeah. Um, and from a story standpoint, it's great that she didn't just come out the gate beating butt. Absolutely, because she <laughs> trained for, what, three episodes? Yeah, about. Give it a, yeah. in, a, in a boxing gym? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, just, it shows that her character has more to grow in this role. So, I mean, it, it gives me something to look forward to, as opposed to being like, like, because in the last frame of the last episode, it was like, I'm B.A. Canary. And you're like, well, you're... Really not. Yeah, no. It's not what you're, where your character is yet. I think I'm awesome. Well, you know, and I respect and I love the fact that Diggle, both Diggle and Roy have their talk with her, but Diggle's like, dude, seriously, what are you doing? He even said, what the hell are you doing? And then I love that Roy says, I've got years on the street, I've trained with Oliver, you have a law degree. Law degree. Yeah. (laughs) Very different kind of damage there. Yeah. All right. well, continuing with Laurel, the the wound to my heart this episode was the repetitious conversations with Dad. Oh, God. They were being very cruel to him. Yeah. Seriously. This will not end well. There is no possible way that this could end well. Well, She has taken it on way too far. I found myself thinking at some point, it was when uh, she's on the fire escape in in, uh, the shadows talking to him in person, and I, I was thinking about if something happens to Laurel while she's out fighting as the canary and she gets herself killed, He's going to assume Sarah's dead, and when he finds out not only was it not Sarah, it's Laurel, he then inevitably will have to get the news at that point that, no, Sarah's been dead. And now your other daughter's dead, too. Uh, Sorry. We interrupt this conversation for a trivia question, like I promised. So hop on to your eye products or anything of that device nature. Or tweet us, join the hashtag ABTVArrow. And here's your trivia question. Speaking of Diggle, where did the name originate for Diggle? Ooh, I know this one. Well, you don't count. (laughs) So tweet at us. Now let's go back into the conversation. Back to Quentin Lance and all the cruel conversations that we're getting with Laurel. And I think she took it to another level when she disguised her voice and called him. What are you doing? What do they think is going to happen to him if he finds out that Sarah's not alive? Well, they think he's going to have a heart attack. That's true. (laughs) Okay, well, he's going to find out eventually. You would think so. That's also true. (laughs) P.S. And then at the very end of the show, when she actually physically shows up, dude, your body type is nothing like Sarah's. And I would like to think that the father could recognize the fact that one sister is slightly being Polish, and not in a bad way because you're cute, but the other one is a lot more curvaceous. So unless one of your daughters lost a lot of weight recently... Well, the upward Leather, helps. silhouette, blonde hair, same voice. I was looking at the silhouette, and she looked this skinny next to... She is very active. It is entirely possible that she shed a bunch of water weight in that suit, and it's... Okay. Right. No, dude, that's, a difference. that's a difference in body types. <laughs> yeah, hips just don't come out of nowhere, and they don't just disappear out of they nowhere either. They also don't lie. Thank you for going there before I go. <laughs> Anyways, going back to that, and you know, we saw, the more I see Lance, the more I like him a lot. In the beginning of this show, in general, season one, meh, 
he wasn't my favorite character, but as he's progressed and he's become more humanized, I've liked him so much more. And seeing the interaction with his daughter and him thinking that he's talking to Sarah, and he's just so sweet and so supportive. Again, knowing that his daughter is this criminal fighting this, that, and whatever, and it's still like, baby, be safe. I love you. And I don't know, it's just so sweet to me. I'm glad that they found a place for him because there was, like you say, it didn't feel like they had much to do with him in the first, especially the first season. Right. And I felt the same way about Laurel for a while, too. You know, because it's Laurel Lance, eventually, presumably, she becomes a canary, which has obviously happened, but it seemed like until that happened, they didn't have a consistent place for her. So, you know, she's a lawyer. She floats in and out of the story. She was an alcoholic for like a minute and then wasn't an alcoholic anymore. Um, but they've gradually found, everybody's found a rhythm. Everybody's found a place in this wonderful uh, quilt that is Arrow. Well, for the first season, season and a half, it was finding its footing. And we had to get through the, well, he's a vigilante and he's outside the law. So someone has to arrest him. So we have this guy for that role. And it's a CW show. And we have to have love triangles coming out of every orifice. So we have someone for that role. And they finally outgrown the, well, maybe we don't have to follow that particular trope. Well, maybe we don't need that many love triangles because people who are watching this are actually here for the birds, evidently. (laughs) For for the action, for actually seeing things go down. And the relationships are nice, too, but this isn't like the Vampire Diaries or something else that I assume has more relationships in it. This is Arrow. We want to see that. Even the relationship stuff that is still there now doesn't feel as obligatory as some of the stuff early on where I completely agree. It's like we have to have these elements because we have to have these elements. They had a sex scene to the tune of Radioactive. I could not take anything that this show did relationship-wise seriously for the next, oh, 35 episodes. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm speechless. Of all the songs you could pick, they went with that one. You know, if Stephen Amell is going to be naked with those abs, I really don't care what song is playing, to be honest with you. Scene or something that was just like... You know a man picked out the mu- music for that scene, right? They picked out the, this is really, really popular music right now, and we managed to get the license. We have to use it somewhere. So, anyway. <laughs> Moving back to the show, the last thing I do want to say about Laurel, and and speaking of her being a lawyer, when she does go into lawyer mode, I feel like she has... Oh, okay. Okay, well, anyways, going back into lawyer mode, I feel like she has a certain demeanor about her that now that she is starting to do the canary thing, she has this level of confidence, even though she's not mastered the art of canary, she feels like she's a badass, and so she's throwing her weight around. We saw her lie in the past about you know different things with people to try to win over the answers that she needed, and she did that in this episode where she tried to blackmail the prisoner that she got, one of Brick's men, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was basically no matter what option he picks, this guy is going to die. Yeah. And I thought, dude, I get that he's a bad man and whatever, whatever, but you're just giving him a death sentence regardless, and I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be making stuff up on his file. Yeah. I felt, I actually felt really bad for this guy, because the only reason why he's doing this is because he's being extorted by Brick, so it's like now he's being extorted by the people who are supposed to be protecting the other people, and it's like... It's a hot mess. Yeah. 
On top of which, if anyone finds out that she's writing things in his file that are not true, would that entire file not be thrown out? Would he not be released? His case already got thrown out anyway because right. the evidence was taken. Oh, there's that. So, <laughs> I do love that they name drop Dinah Laurel Lance. Yes. Like, thank you. Thank you for that reminder. Isn't she? She's coming back, too, though. Dinah, just Dinah in general, because that's what they call her mother on this show. Right. Yeah, she, but Laurel's name. No, I know. Dinah Laurel This Lance. I know. This I know, but since and you bring it up, I feel like Dinah Lance right. is the canary. Right. But what I was saying is, never mind. <laughs> I thought she was coming just, back, too, but anyway. I'm just like yes. the nod to comic continuity, um, that's all. Well, and I love that they name-dropped uh, Bell Rev again, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's all I got about that. Oh. <laughs> they just they had a bunch of fun little name drops, but not any other really huge Easter eggs going on. No, there wasn't anything massive. What was I say? Why don't we also get into Brick a little bit more? Because he's a big part of this episode. We haven't really had a chance to touch on him just yet. This dude, I get that he's a dangerous guy, and he's big, and he can whoop people's asses, but people are really so afraid of him and willing to do whatever just to please this guy. You know, does that make sense? Yes. yes? No? Yes. Okay. So, the whole... Let Let's take all the police out of uh, the glades. What are you doing in there exactly? I want to know what exactly is his plan for the glades. It's like taking over Koreatown. And I I know we caught a little bit of flack about, no, you can totally take over a less economically viable part of the city and turn a profit. How? How? I mean, I something's would, hidden in there that we obviously don't know about. Yes, so. there's obviously gold somewhere. The I don't. Gold, yeah. <laughs> Nazi gold in America. Yeah. Of course. It was brought over here in '74. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, well, it worked for the criminals in in Gotham. Like, if you go back to the the old Batman movie and and like all that stuff, they took over like the lower slummy parts and were running all the criminal syndicates down there. So I assume he's trying to build his own criminal empire. True. He's trying to be the kingpin, but of where there's room, where they're less likely to be watched constantly. Right. But if they already know you're there, yeah, that would seem to work against the general premise. We but they did can't do have anything a, about it. We do have a fun comment on. Twitter from Media Freak 077, and I know you wrote your name in late, and I'm not spelling it out. Um, what's interesting is if you go back to earlier episodes, Brick, Danny Brickwell, is in Oliver's dad's list. In that is he? Oh, nice. Nice that. catch. That's good, yeah. yeah. Good job, dude. Yeah. I didn't notice. You know what? Appreciate that. Got me about Brick, I and mean, this is maybe the show just showcasing what type of guy he is, but the moment we have the fight, well, I call it a fight, but when Roy and Canary go out for the first time together, and first of all, she's going at it with a staff, and you've got Roy with the arrows, and at least he knows how to work them, but all of Brick's guys have guns. What is your stick going to do against the gun, first of all, especially when you don't know how to use your stick, but when the whole scene ended, and basically Roy does the arrow bit, shoots one of the Brick's guys, and then Brick shoots Brick. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's sorry, it was Brick, but Brick didn't even think twice. This just shows the lack of conscience, which you can't have a conscience anyway when you're a bad guy. But didn't even think. He was just like, bam, by the way, that one's for you, homie. Drops him out like a rag doll. Yeah. What I can't figure is Laurel gets to the van, opens it up, everyone out, everyone out. They get out. And then they wind up back in the van. Yeah, I don't know when that happened or how that happened. Just like everyone out, everyone back in. Chinese fire drill. What I did like, though, when you talk about his complete lack of conscience, he did make a point twice about how he doesn't like hitting women. True. Yeah. Which I True. thought was really interesting. Oh, you know what? 
make you a good person? Not at all. I just thought that this dude who uh, would appear to have a complete lack of ethics, morals, principles on any level, he's got that one. Don't like hitting ladies. Neutral evil. With the code. Neutral evil. Yeah, but he'll choke him. He'll choke a girl real quick. Oh, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I will choke the out of you, but I will not hit you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, because but that that makes last big didn't look okay. No, it really doesn't. But you know that last scene, and then I'm going to get off of Laurel's jock because I'm really not trying to be on it. But I will say this: the last scene where she does fight him, and she throws her voice, and he's making the comment about don't hit girls, blazy blazy, and she has her one moment where she tries to hit him. She gets him right in the kahunas. I'm like, see, <laughs> classic, very basic, but very classic, very effective. And then she jumps out the window, and bam, there goes Diggle with the copter. Like, yeah. A good that was gangsta. Yeah. That is fighting how you've been trained. That is someone not trying to be someone else and finally being like, I'm going to fight like me. Yes. That's very true. Yes. That is very true. Yes. I want to go back to our yes. trivia it's question. Nice to get a yes. good nut shot in. Okay. Somebody answer the trivia question. Hashtag ABTV Arrow because I want to answer it for you. And I'm going to give you another trivia question. Well, we oh. have one from... Oh. Chirag? Chirag? I don't know how to pronounce that, so I'm sorry. Sounds Apologies right. in advance. Andy Diggle wrote Green Arrow Year One. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry if that was loud, but thank you. Yes, correct. So very, thank very you. correct. Chirag, okay. Chirag. I'm so really next, sorry. next pronounce that. question is <laughs> Stephen Mel's first TV appearance was on a CW series, not the Arrow. What was it? Ooh. Okay. And everyone pulls up IMDb like scrolls, scrolls, scrolls. Don't scroll, give scroll. Oh, see, you know, yeah. she's giving away all the cheats. Like pub trivia. <laughs> okay. Okay. So participate with us live, tweeting by hashtagging ABTV Arrow, and we'll shout you out. Now, moving and back onto the show. Your name correctly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> really so, sorry. moving back onto the show. Let's let's move in the direction of Fia and, and Poppy because you know. Okay, anyway, it's <laughs> choke right now. <laughs> I, I would love to see Barrowman's reaction to you, you calling him Poppy. <laughs> I love you, I love that, you, Poppy. That just, that's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> we had a moment of slight truth-ish. Truth-ish. Ish. Truth-light. Truth-light. Truth, yeah. truth I like that. That's the, a good term. The best lies always have a kernel of truth in them. Yeah, absolutely. I will say I liked uh, Thea's coming to Jesus moment where she said, my father taught me to be brave and not fear anything, and now he's telling me to fear something. Let's not. And I were sitting here going, oh, you sweet summer child. You have no idea. But it was interesting. I liked seeing them on the little thingy. I'm very articulate right now. Balcony. Balcony. There you go. On that. The veranda. The outside floor part. The outside floor. The the rails. Where the fireplace isn't. Now, do you guys think that Malcolm Merlin truly is afraid, or do you think he's only ish, a little ish afraid, but really just trying to hide the truth about Oliver from Thea? Six of one, half a dozen of the other. I think he's absolutely afraid. Like, he spent the last season, like, trying, like, I mean, he essentially uh, ruined his whole life, or abandoned his whole life just to get away from the league, uh, and now that his his plan failed, he has no other choice. I mean, there's nowhere he can run, but, like, he's, he's basically just running away with his tail between his legs at this point. Because what are you going to do? It's one guy. What are you going to do against Ra's al Ghul in the entire League of Assassins? That's yeah. true. He does need a team. He may. Uh, would he be able to challenge him? What, one-on-one? Yeah. 
and doubt lose. It. I, don't I doubt it strongly. Yeah. No, like if he would be allowed to. Whether oh, or not oh. he win would be a whole other ball of wax. That's, but I do not know. I feel like does that won. still work if you've broken the code of honor? If you're a member and you screw it up, right? Do they take your membership card and then stab you, or <laughs> how does that how does that work? And I can also see Roz wanting to take care of Merlin himself and not have a plan yes. to do it. Yes. Well, I mean, we did see DJ Betrayer. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I'm really glad that the DJ is a member of the League of Assassins. Well, I so just good. that came right the hell out of nowhere, and it was the funniest thing in the episode tonight, with the possible exception of helicopters and keys. <laughs> there was a just, running conversation between the four of us about helicopters and whether or not they need keys. I thought that they did. I just want to say. They do. do. All right. Which was a very cute moment, by the way. Yeah. But But I just, and I called it like a minute and a half before we got the revelation because, oh, I heard a rumor that you were leaving. And I'm sitting there watching it going, where did you hear that? No one would have said anything about that. Oh, I'm all, what are you talking about? You're talking about the DJ saying the DJ, that. DJ, yeah. not the helicopter. Helicopters <laughs> when don't did the helicopter say that? No, I mean, this isn't planes. Helicopters don't talk. What if the talking helicopter joins the team? Oh, my God. What if the talking helicopter joins the League of Assassins? I would watch that. That's show. interesting. We call him Chopper. And suddenly it's a Transformers crossover. <laughs> We've got a Decepticon hanging out in there. And Oliver's motorcycle is secretly RC. I would watch that TV program. Yeah, I'm in. Anyway. CW <laughs> people, get on it. Anyway, called it on him. He should not have known that. And I feel like Thea should have picked up on that. Her head's probably not in the right space. But that just goes to show you that maybe she is not ready to be a fighter mentally. Just saying. She can't pick up simple cues. She has a good parallel with Laurel going in that they've had very some true. training, but they are very both true. very very new to this business and don't have the instincts honed. Well, I still, and I had mentioned this before we walked in here, but I think that she knows. I have a feeling, because when we're introduced to him in this episode, he's like, you've been avoiding me. And she's like, well, you know, I'm elusive. I feel like she is playing, she's running something on him. She knows that something's weird. Yeah. I just would have been avoiding him, too, because he's kind of odd. Yeah. He's, he comes off as like, very arrogant. I'm going to shop that's just at your me. club, and then I'm going to kiss you. Yeah. It's like, ugh, weird vibes from you, bro. I'm just, no. Bro. Bro. I'm, I'm still waiting Bruh. for somebody to answer my trivia question. Somebody hop on that. Oh, my gosh. I was joking about the Vampire Diaries, but according to Alicia Perez, that was Yes, it was. Thank you, Alicia. That's right. That is the answer to our trivia question. I had no idea. I was joking. Yeah. So I have another trivia question for you guys that you can hashtag ABTV Arrow and answer for us, and we will call you out. Where else have we seen the Queen household? And I mean the one that was fabulous in a big mansion, not the current condo. What other shows has that Mm -hmm. set been used in? It's not a set. It's an actual actual castle. Holy cow. So where have we seen it? Switzerland? My dreams. I mean, that's possible. You dream of Switzerland? So, I mean, kind of. They have pretty sweet elves. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna Chocolate give you guys dangerous. two trivia questions just because Jeez. I know we're going to be running out of time and I want to make sure I get all my trivia questions in there. So here's another one for you. What infamous movie saga was Colton Haynes in the running for playing the lead? Ooh. I gave a big clue away, by the way, just now when I said that, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to say the rest, so why don't we go back into... He caught it. Lex well, caught it. yeah. 
You caught it too? Okay, well, Has either way. <laughs> okay, so anyways, you can just tweet at me, at Kiss My Passport. You can tell me the answer to those trivia questions. Until then, why don't we start getting into some news and gossip? Uh-huh. All right. Boom, boom. Maybe. I'll just make a news, a news, a news and gossip. Yeah, okay. That is why I am not a beatboxer, because I am just not good at that. Before I get into news and gossip, I do have to give a shout-out. Before I forget, I have this fabulous shirt on. I'm going to stand up. Hopefully you guys can see it. It has a moon on it and a nice, fantastic symbol. And this was actually... uh, Let me talk into the mic. This was actually (laughs) given to me by one of our viewers who has his own urban clothing line. Let me make sure I say it right. I wrote it down. Hewis... And company? Hughes Company? Kyrie, if I said it wrong, I apologize. But if you want to check out more of his designs, you can do so on Twitter at... Hold on, please. I'm a not a very prepared host, and I had this all written down, but amongst all my trivia, it is mixed in. Ah, Chill Legacy 21 sent this fantastic shirt, so check him out. Tweet him if you want to see more of his designs and get into that. So, yes, thank you very much. Did we talk about Felicity at all? No, we did not. Do we have time? I mean, if you would like to talk about Felicity, you can. <laughs> that was totally random. Air. <laughs> I mean, I have little to say, so I'll let you talk about her. I just, we got some character development. I like that we see her process of grieving, that we see her going through this and realizing that maybe complete abstinence and picking up and leaving because of what happened is not the solution. When you're in that deep, you can't just walk away. It's Again, it's the power vacuum. So... It was nice to see her comes to term with that come to terms with that on her own time and in her own way. Yeah. I I will say though, uh, I agree, but I don't I, I don't agree with her um, choosing Laurel to be the first one that she goes to to kind of begin the crusade again. Um, because if anyone is in danger, it's Laurel at this point in time in her development. So I felt like Felicity encouraging her to be a vigilante is counterintuitive to what she was going for. I would disagree because it shows that she's regained her confidence in her friends. Remember last episode, she shut the door on Roy and Diggle because she was afraid that they would get killed. And now at this point, it's not that she thinks that Laurel is going to go out there and be a giant badass immediately. We all know that that's not the case. But she has the confidence in Roy and Diggle to be able to help Laurel and protect her. And she has enough confidence in Laurel to think that she'll be able to handle her own, at least to an extent. I'll accept that. I I just like it better when they had the whole law and order thing going on. They're the law do, and do, she's do, the do. order. <laughs> so we interrupt really this conversation to have an answer to one of the trivia questions. All right, at GillyBean729, yes, you are absolutely correct. Colton Haynes auditioned for Twilight. Well, and we have another nice. answer again from Alicia Perez. Get it, Alicia. Lex's mansion is the queen mansion. Ah. Absolutely. And, and continue. Although, actually, the initial one came from Chirag about two minutes before Alicia got to it. So, congrats on both of you. Twitter scrolls backwards. Was also on X-Men and X-Men United. Ah. And Miss Grey Goobler, Gubbler, something, disagrees with the Vampire Diaries assessment and says it was CSI Miami. Is that on the CW? It's on a CW show. Oh, was that, oh, the, was that the question? The yeah, it was the first CW. Oh, yeah, or okay. so, maybe I said it incorrectly, and if I did, I apologize. 
Well, I, I guess CSI Miami might have been the first show at all, and Vampire ah. Diaries may have been the first CW show. Yes. Mm. We would need the instant playback for that one, and we don't have it, so <laughs> we will tomorrow. Super Bowl is this anyway. Alicona said CW. I did. Okay, okay cool. So we, who needs instant playback when we have Steve? After getting to news officially. Can we pull up some of my pictures, please? I only have three this evening, and then I have two videos, which are quite awesome, and I'm excited for them. So if you're not watching it on YouTube tomorrow or live streaming, please do. And again, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, but you can also listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. We're not mad at you if you do that, too. So first picture is actually from our follower. It's Austin. Let me pull up your Twitter handle. Austin N-O-E. I don't know if that's Noe, and if if it's not, then I apologize. Seven nine zero. So he met up with Stephen recently, took this fabulous picture, and he actually asked Stephen if he would come on to After Buzz TV. If you guys don't know, I've been tweeting at Stephen ridiculously, trying to get him to respond because he was in LA, unfortunately only for a very short time because he was doing Jimmy Kimmel, and I was trying to get him into the studio. And it's so difficult when you have actors that are constantly in Canada. However, he did buy a new house in Palm Springs, so on his break he will be here. <laughs> but so get on your Twitter. Keep tweeting at this guy because we are trying to get Stephen Amell in studio. But thank you so much because Austin had a conversation with him and Stephen said, I would love to do the show. And apparently he gave him my Twitter handle. And Stephen Amell, you have not tweeted at me yet. <laughs> so you need to get on that. Well, you didn't ask him any questions today during his Ask Me Anything. You know, I saw that and I did not because there were so many people asking questions. But then there were people asking questions like, what should I ask you? I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to get lost <laughs> in this whole slew of ridiculousness that I just, you know, I'm okay. So hopefully... Little too meta. meta. Okay, let's move on to our next picture. Oh, I love behind-the-scenes stuff. So I have a picture, if you are listening. It's a picture of Felicity with her camera crew all behind her. And one of the reasons why I picked this picture, and you will see in the next picture as well, which, you know, we can go ahead and go to that. You see all these people? uh, It's amazing how many people it takes to construct something like a television show, and I think we take that for granted because all we see are the actors on the show. And truly, there's so many people involved, and that is me paying homage to all that with these two pictures. Now let's move on to our videos. Those might take a few moments to pull up. So while they do, let's see if I have any other awesome news for us. Oh, there's going to be another crossover in The Flash on episode 18, where Barry is actually going to be a part of the crossover. And then let's see what else I got here. Um, Barry's yeah, the main the character of He's The Flash. Oh, God, you know what? I'm thinking of Roy. I'm thinking of Ray. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Barry's going to be part of the show, guys. The Isn't on the flash for the 18th Holy cow. Okay, leave me alone. All right, so this is a behind-the-scenes video. They'll go ahead and play. I'm just going to talk over it, but it's Stephen Amell, and they're doing a promo for Series 2, and it's a multicam being shot the way they shot The Matrix. So if you are watching it with us now, you'll see this whole ring full of cameras. And then you get to see Stephen Amell, and basically it's going to show a bunch of slow-mo shots, but it's the coolest thing ever in life. You can always go online on YouTube and watch it as well. That's sort of the shot that the, the Matrix made very famous, but I'd never seen it practically before. On the show, you know, for the episodes, we don't really do any slow motion stuff. We may do slightly slow motion, but nothing like they have going on here. I'm sure that as good as it looks, just with the green screen, when they do everything and they and they put all the pieces together, it's going to look really spectacular. 
I just realized that that is not water, and they look like little pellets of glass marbles they're dropping yeah, on him. Yeah, they just dropped a That does not look fun at all. <laughs> all right, my next video. I've already played stuff with Colton Haynes singing, and I wanted to play one where you actually get to see his face while he's singing versus just a picture of him. And so hopefully I am pulling up the right video, but it's him and a friend covering a song that I just thought was fabulous, and I like him a lot, so I want to play solo soon too. I think it's coming soon. Or not. For those of you listening, here we go. Oh no, it's the end. Oh, so we just missed it. I'm sorry, guys. It was just cute a little bit late. But you can go online and you can look up Colton Haynes singing. You can find it. It's a great video and he's got a beautiful voice. What were you going to say, Katie? Oh, I was just saying he was doing the uh, harmony in there, not the melody. No, but there are, if you watch the whole thing, you'll actually get to, he takes the first verse and then he also does take a chorus and he's got a fantastic voice. Nice. And so does his friend, obviously. So anyhow, that is my news and gossip. Why don't we move on to some predictions? Boop, 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 boop. I have another video? Oh, we'll just play it. I have no idea what my other video is, but hey. Stroll down a seashore to sell some stupid seashells because she thought they were so sick. Stupid slut with her stupid seashells by the seashore and her sea stupid shelly shit. Such a slut, Sally. (laughs) It's just a random Instagram video. (laughs) It was Will Holland and it was uh, Katie Cassidy just doing something ridiculous was she sells seashells down by the seashore and I thought it was funny. (laughs) I forgot about that. You think you might have requested me? And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. All right, so I'm going to repress the heck out of that. (laughs) Who wants to predict first, guys? You do. I do. Okay, a prediction. Well, since we had that really awesome dream with Oliver kissing Felicity and blood coming out of his mouth, I mean, this could lead to one to two, one of two things. Excuse me, Felicity fans. Either we're going to get him confessing his undying love and realizing when he comes back, Felicity is the one and I have to have her. Or it's going to be the complete opposite, and I'm really hoping it's not the complete opposite. That is not much of a prediction. That's just that it could be one way or the other way. That was a terrible prediction, guys. We do know, thanks to the preview, that he is going to be back in the city in this next episode and swinging down like, you know, Batman. Ooh, so ooh, go ahead. Ooh, heck not. Okay. What? I have a prediction. What? Okay. Go okay, ahead. Okay. Go. So this is what I think is going to happen in my wonderful world. I think that... Sarab will be Masao all over again and he will join Team Arrow and then Malcolm Merlin will have nowhere to go and he needs a team so eventually he's going to make amends and be a part of the team and they're going to be even stronger and they're going to fight the brick and then he's going to die. And then they're going to team up with the Care Bears, right? I mean, it could happen. Okay, somebody else predict. I don't think so. I think you've mistaken this for a happy show. It can be happy. Not usually. It's had good moments. It's moments. There are moments. It's had good moments, but this ain't The Flash. Oh, sure. whatever. <laughs> I still want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Living in the sunlight, laughing in the moonlight, having a wonderful time. And predict. <laughs> well, as I was saying, we know Oliver's going to show up again and going to enter like a giant show off. I think he's going to get in a fight with the brick, and I think the brick's going to lay him low. 
it's going to take is a well-aimed punch. And let's face it, the midsection is a pretty good target when you're in a brawl. Yeah, and he's still got a really yeah. big wound. He does. So it's probably going to be a show-up and a lot of moral support, but not a heck of a lot of effective fighting. Maybe he can wear the test Adam suit. But no. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> but I, I do think we're going to have a few moments of pose like a team because stuff just got real. Um, well, I, I think that it'll actually be like he'll swoop in, uh, but the team will take over and he'll be like, oh my gosh, you guys have grown so much. High fives. How do we like move on from this? And it'll be the, the rest of it will be them dealing with the emotions involved. Um, I'm also hoping that this is the beginning of the full-scale League of Assassins attack on Starling City. So, I mean, maybe they swoop in, kill Brick, and then it's like, OMG! Now it's time for war! Maybe, like... Do you think they'll show up that quickly? Because that seems to me like a last four or five episodes of the season sort of thing. How many we got left? A lot. More, right. more than four or five. Let's, Michael, let's move on to your 17. prediction, shall we? Well, I'm saying there's a lot of these dudes, right? you got to assemble everybody, <laughs> and then they go all together. It's a unified front. But uh, once Ra's al Ghul knows that Oliver's alive, obviously going to be real grumpy about that because it makes him look weaker, not having finished this guy who he allegedly finished. And once he knows that Merlin is still in Starling City as well, pretty much the two dudes who are right at the top of his list are in the same place. So yeah, it would make a lot of sense to me to just bring the lead to them. Yeah. Do you think we are going to have Roz versus Oliver one-on-one go part two? Oh yeah, we have to. Do Sorry. We? <laughs> do we? Yes, we because do. I would love to see this season end with, oh, someone, whoever, killed Roz. Oh, no, he's dead. And then at the end, we get the bad coming, out of the, coming out of the pit. I mean, maybe. Also, now that I know that Colton Haynes is a singer, I would like to see an Arrow musical episode. We want a Flash <laughs> musical episode, too. And we have oh, really? an existing DC villain that can do it. The music, music meister. meister, yeah. yeah the music yeah. I that's that's what I really want for the Flash because it would fit better with the tone of the show. But I would not say no to a very large musical crossover next season. If it was Arrow, it would be what like a lot of cello rock, probably, probably <laughs> a lot of cello. I mean, rock. Buffy did it, and they're pretty much doing the Buffy's Dead storyline right now. So, mm, well, what to the tone of what Sonata Arctica, Poets of the Fall? <laughs> well. Little Foo Fighters. Bringing it right on back to the AfterBuzz TV show. Thank you so much for joining in on our live tweet. Again, hashtag Arrow, ABTV Arrow. And make sure to follow all of us on Twitter. I'm going to start by leaving my Twitter first. It's at KissMyPassport. And over this really loud, obnoxious music, I'm going to tell you all about my brand new YouTube channel. Please go online, look it up. It's called Boys in Beauty with Ali Kona. And I host it from my bathtub via bubble bath. And it's blatant in the title of what we talk about, but I will say this Sunday's episode, which comes out every Sunday at 6 p.m., is about Stephen Amell. So I'll be giving you some news and gossip about Stephen Amell, as well as some awesome beauty tips, which guys probably don't care about. But if you want to join me in the bathtub, you can if you subscribe to my channel. So please do. Yay! Okay. I'm Lex Michael, at the Lex Michael, and I will absolutely tune in and take advantage of your beauty tips. Thanks! Yeah! yeah. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And other panels here, like the 100 panel coming up next. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on the Star Wars Rebels panel, which I believe is coming back next week. 
right. Well, it looks like that wraps up this evening's show. I'm going to take it to the front and thank you guys so much for joining us with the conversation. Continue the conversation with us via Twitter, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.